Welcome back to Timely, the Randomonium podcast where three best friends talk about fun, random topics from the past, present, and the future. This is Jeff McCullough. I am talking about the past, and I'm going to be telling you guys about a war that took place between World War One and World War Two. Oh, between those? Betwixt those two wars? Between the two great wars. Wow. So was it a great war? It was great, and I can't wait to tell you about it. I've right. never heard of it. I've never heard of it. Uh, I'm Danny Gula, and... I really don't know what we're doing here. We shouldn't be doing this. We are way too busy to be doing a podcast. But at some point in the middle of this show, we're going to be telling you what's going on right now. That's a, that's a perfect um, description of the present right now. You guys just asked me to do this like yesterday. You're like, we should do a podcast. We I have said a- no. So the present segment today is all about us just kind of being mildly freaked out that we have a lot going on. <laughs> but it's all good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all great. It's a great <laughs> use of our time, guys. Danny's, Danny's stress level is real high right now, but it's all good. It's all good. He sounds like he's laughing, but he's actually crying. I'm crying inside <laughs> and outside. And I'm John Stom, and for the future segment, I am going to be telling you guys how you die. Okay. <laughs> this is just a great day, guys. Thank you for inviting me to do a podcast. Man, wars. We shouldn't be doing this podcast and how we're going to die. This is going to be a doozy. Hey, we just got a lot of new listeners, so let's just <laughs> rope them in with the most positive, heartwarming episode ever, guys. And while on that note, thank you for joining us. We do have a lot of great new listeners now. Um, if you feel so inclined because you love this podcast so much, leave us a review. It really helps all of the algorithms uh, show this podcast to people who might like it. But only if it's a five-star review. Yeah, forget those four-star reviews. If it's, if it's anything less than that, don't leave a review. We know one of you left a four-star review. We know who you are. <laughs> and more importantly, you know who you are, and the Lord knows who you are. <laughs> That's all right. Four stars, okay. We, we just really prefer the five-star. Yeah, it really helps uh, just get this out. If you like this podcast, that goes a long way in helping to make sure new people find out about it. All right, with that, Jeff... Let's go to the past. All right, let's go. All right, guys, we're going to the past now. We're back in time. Okay. And we are around the year 1932. Okay. So all of us know about World War One. It was a great war. It was the war to end all wars. Yeah. Happened in the 19, we'll just say the teens, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you have World War II, which was in the 1940s. There was a war that took place in between the two great wars that wreaked havoc in the great country and continent of Australia. Oh. Oh! No, Danny, you're not allowed to know about this. I know this one. (laughs) This is amazing. This is amazing. Okay. So this war that took place actually starts with soldiers. Australian soldiers. You're laughing already, so I'm guessing there's (laughs) some... Yeah, it's it was. This a, is the most absurd thing that there's pictures of in the world. It's it's amazing. So this is a war that started with soldiers who were World War One veterans, right? They come home from the war, and the Australian government gives them land in Western Australia. It's not the best land, but they're like, here, go out there, start farming some wheat. Okay. Sure. They so they so they plant these farms, literally. And by 1932, the national bird in Australia, which is the emu. It's it's very majestic. (laughs) If you don't know an emu, think of an ostrich, but make it, you know, the offspring of criminals. (laughs) No, 
an emu, an emu is basically a knockoff ostrich. It's definitely the Walmart ostrich. It's, it's the Walmart ostrich. It's like a cross between a pheasant and an ostrich, but it's great value brand. It's a fostrich. Yes. So they look ridiculous and they're really tall, okay? They're mean. They are mean. They started being like, hey, Australia's a tough place to live and all these farmers are planting wheat and their irrigation canals are some water. Let's go take over their farms. So the, the emu population got out of control to the point that these soldiers, these veterans, don't just contact the government like the, the you know, Ministry of Agriculture. They call some of their military buddies. <laughs> and their military buddies at the top in the Australian government are like, we'll bring our machine guns. We'll be right there. <laughs> yeah, no, the, yeah, the government supplied fully automatic weapons. So they send essentially a battalion <laughs> to Western Australia <laughs> to fight the emus for their soldier buddies. All right. So here's the here's where it gets good. <laughs> it's not good already. Oh, no, no, it's no, not no. Good this yet. is incredible. This is one of the best bits of world history there is. So they show up, they set up their machine guns, and it starts raining. So like, we're going to have to live to fight another day. So they pack up. A few days later, they find 50 emus wandering in this little field, set up the guns, Get, 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 get. Emus evidently are ninjas because they can not only dodge bullets, <laughs> but they have this instinct of scattering in ways that you can't you can't pin them down, and they can run forty miles an hour. Yeah, oh it was a, it was quite the battle. <laughs> it was quite the battle. Guess how many they killed? Two <laughs> with machine guns. These are war vets. Yes, these, yeah, are, these war are war vets. No, yeah. here, they're not even war vets shooting the guns. These are actual soldiers. The Australian government oh. was convinced to send soldiers yeah, yeah. Oh to be like, God. this will be, they actually said this, this will be target practice yeah, yeah. for yeah, these machine That was guns. kind of the idea. It's like, hey, we could double duty this. We could help some of these vets and we can, you know, train our soldiers. Right. Apparently so, they didn't get good training. So a couple days later, they find like hundreds of them with their backs against a dam and they're going to take them out. They start firing the guns. They killed 10 out of hundreds. And they're finding that like, they were taking bullets, like three or four bullets, and still running off. Oh, Yeah, they're a, a formidable, fo formidable foe. So at this point, they've got like 12 emus killed in two battles. And so the next, a couple days later, they found like thousands of them. They put the machine guns in a truck, like mount them in a truck, and start driving through the herds of emus. Check, 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 check. <laughs> And not only are they scattering, they can't kill any of them. One of them runs into the truck and gets its neck tangled in the steering wheel and causes the truck to wreck. <laughs> yeah, so now there's casualties on the human end <laughs> from the emu war. Is it, what's it, what was it called? It's the Great Emu the Great War of 1932. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's actually what it's yeah, called? Yeah, it's called the, the Great Emu War. Yeah, I didn't believe this when I saw this, and I'm like, no. Yep. This is one of those things you see on Instagram, and you're like, is it a real thing? That's amazing. So finally, the Australian uh, military was like, we're we're raising the white flag. We're, what? We're out of here. You guys are on your own. So they pack up their busted machine guns and their broken trucks, and they're about to head back to wherever the capital is. Where's the capital? Is it Sydney? Melbourne? No, it's Melbourne. Uh, Perth. It Canberra? So they head back to Canberra, and the army vets are, are, are like, guys, come on, just try one more time. And they're like, okay, we will. So they come back. This is just like a couple weeks later. And they they try again. And at this this time, they're kind of figuring out how they need to like pin them in and stuff like that. So they get like a few thousand. Here's the problem. 
there's like 50,000 emus that were causing problems. And at that point, this is essentially what they determined. They started doing the math on this. It takes 10 bullets to kill one emu based on how fast they run and how many bullets they can take. Like, so if all 10 bullets actually hit the emu, which we, well, as, I think it's 10 shots. I think it's like, 10 shots. It takes 10 shots from one man. Like one man can kill an emu with 10 shots. So they did the math on this and 10 shots for 50,000 emu is like millions of bullets. And they're like, we're out. We, we're not doing this. So they literally did leave it. And they, they set up a bounty system that, and this is for the national bird. This is like Americans killing bald eagles. Yeah, it, but if bald eagles were like wreaking havoc on farms, like they were legit trashing these farms. Like it was a problem. There, it wasn't like just a bunch of like I don't know what the redneck equivalent in Australia is, but it wasn't like oh we're just gonna go shoot us some emus. It was like no, there's a problem. Please help us. So it was there was a legit reason. It yeah, there was. Just, a, it, it was causing a lot of problems yeah. and tons of damage and the livelihood of these guys. Don't forget, this is 1932. This is in the middle of the Great Depression yeah. and wheat prices were already really low. So this was a real problem for them. And I think with the bounty, they were able to at least control it. But um, at the end of the day, I think history agrees that the emus won the war. Clearly, yeah. Don't go to war with emus, man. Oh, man. Get you every time. That's amazing. That's, yeah. a, that's great. <laughs> that's I had a, never heard that. All right, so that's all I got for you guys. I think it's, uh, I think it's enough chaos. Yeah. I need to pay a visit yes. to Western Australia. No, there's so many things that'll kill you, including <laughs> the emus. It's a hostile area to live from. When, I mean, Australia in general is hostile to live in. That's a place where spiders literally rain from the sky. Danny, I'll tell you if you're going to die by an emu in just a few minutes. No. Just a few minutes. <laughs> nice tease for the future. Let's go to the present. Welcome to the present, guys. This is the time in which Danny's really overwhelmed and his friends ask him to do a podcast when he's got plenty of other things to do. Let's tell him why we're overwhelmed and Dude, what we're excited it's about. It's a really good reason we're overwhelmed. Like, uh, So first of all, this part's not overwhelming. We launched our channel this weekend. Hey! To great success. Got a silver play button within a day or two, right? Yeah, yeah two mm -hmm. days. And uh, We don't actually have it yet. Well, yeah, we don't have it. We earned it. We're working on that. Though. I had to explain that to my kids because they're very excited about the play button. They've been asking me about it for a long time. What that means is that we launched the channel on Saturday morning, and within 48 hours, we had 100,000 subscribers. Yeah, so Our channel, Randomonium, which we launched, if you listen to the last episode, um, we officially launched Randomonium uh, last weekend, and um, we, man, 100,000 people. <laughs> yeah, 100,000 people said, I want to watch that. I want to watch more of that, which is cool. So we got a really cool shout out in the last episode of Hidden in Plain Sight at VAT19, and um, it was a it was a fun send off. It was an emotional roller coaster. We put up our video, which is called "Why We Left Vat 19." So we mentioned it in the last episode. But if you haven't seen that, go watch that because we give all the reasons why we left. Um, and you know, it's all good. It's like it's a bittersweet thing because we're sad about leaving Vat 19. We really love the people there and the company we helped build there. All the videos we made there over. I mean, I don't even know. It might be two thousand videos we made there, probably. Yeah, um, it's definitely a over a thousand. And we're really proud of the work we did there, but we're really excited about what we're doing going forward. And so that's kind of what our video is about. So why yeah. we left Fat 19, go look that up if you haven't already. And we won't spend time yet getting into why we left or anything now, because obviously we've already made that piece of content. But we thought we would talk now a little bit about what's really exciting about what's going on now. Uh, we all hung out the other night after launch to kind of celebrate. And uh, our wives had a bunch of good questions for us. 
so we kind of thought we'd talk about those things. Uh, would be fun to to discuss on here and share with you guys what's uh, so exciting about what's going on right now. And now's a good time to talk about it because even when we recorded the previous podcast, or even when we recorded the Why We Quit Vat 19 video, we didn't know how it was going to go. Yeah, in fact, uh, the last episode of the podcast, we say something <laughs> like, yeah, we don't know how this is going to go. So by the time you're listening to this, like we could have... Yeah. Like no views. This could be really bad. So it's awesome because as we sit here right now recording this podcast, it's going really well. Really well. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. That video has a third. It just crossed exactly a third of a million views. So 333,000. That's awesome that's amazing yeah and just for a little like insider information this is the low time in youtube kind of views right now it kind of into summer back to school people are getting things so just to have something do so well get get a hundred or get a hundred thousand subscribers so quickly is really is really awesome and really rewarding and we can't say thank you enough yeah and like it's for us it's not about the like the vanity metrics of numbers we're not just trying to chase like subscribers and views like we don't we, you know, we spend enough time in this uh, industry to know that that isn't really what it's about, and we often, we just don't personally believe that's what we're after. Um, we just, we kind of do rely on it a little bit, though, because it is our new job. Yeah, so, so it took a, a lot of the important. fright out of what we just did. Yeah, like to John's point, like we, it isn't a vanity number for us, but yeah, we we don't rely completely on views or even ad revenue for the success of our company. Um, that being said, knowing that this many people are interested in what we're doing definitely makes us uh, feel a little bit better, have a little bit of job security to where we feel like, hey, some people want to watch this. That's what's important. Um, that, it's, it's affirming. Yeah, that people want to see what we're doing. Um, we are really passionate and excited about what we want to show you. And the response uh, was excitement back. So mm -hmm. that's just really reaffirming for everything. And it's just super exciting. And there's a ton of a ton of work that has gone into this. I mean, we if you if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that there were times where we were going on big breaks and we kept saying big things are happening, big things are happening. Yeah. It has been months, actually beyond years. months, it's been years of us working toward this and it we actually just took a huge break from the podcast because we were working on a lot of this and now it has finally hit. But that's the other thing too. It's beyond just this being successful, we're seeing the payoff of a ton of really hard work. Well, that's a good way to start about like so there's there's a few questions that we we've got that people have asked us. Um and so we can kind of I got a good way to kind of transition into here like one of the questions we get a lot is um why couldn't you do this and vat 19 like some people are sad like I, i'm gonna be sad to see you there why couldn't you just do both and to be perfectly frank we did try that for a while that was like the testing when we say in our launch video we've been trying this out for a while we've been working on this for a while it was something that we didn't really we didn't have the time to put a huge effort into but we were able to test out and try a lot of few things and it became pretty clear pretty early on that it's just not a feasible thing to run both of those channels. So once we knew this was something we wanted to do, we knew we had to throw everything we we had towards it. Yeah, it's tough. I, I really feel for the YouTubers who are not full-time YouTubers and that's the vast majority of YouTubers. Honestly, if you look at YouTube uploads, it's mostly people who have regular day jobs, you know, teachers, um, stay-at-home moms or like whatever they are that doing their full-time thing and then whenever they have free time or at night or whatever they do some youtube videos and that is really like we feel how much work that is because we tried to do that like danny said randomonium has existed so those of you who do know and have seen some of our older test test videos um and uh it's it's hard to pull off man we were up here at like midnights most times and 
Um, so it, we, there's there's a lot of things we tried to figure out how to make that work. And just really what it came down to is the workload we had at Bat19 was did not make it feasible to be trying to do another channel on the side um, and maintain the work-life balance we wanted to provide for our families. So another question that I know people have been asking, you know, ever since launch, aside from the fact that it's been successful, what has what has been the most surprising for us as we've been watching this unfold over the past few days? Yeah, so one thing that we've really been seeing a lot of uh, people saying is that, oh, I've been a big fan of VAT19 since I was a kid, and I'm really excited to, to follow this because... Uh, it just seems like a natural progression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and that's a, that's a really cool thing. And we know we've always made like family focused content. Like we didn't want to alienate children or adults, mm -hmm. or we wanted to make it fun for everybody. And it's really cool to see that people are identifying with a little bit of our personalities that came out in VAT19 and recognizing that like, oh, as I grow or as I follow this channel, this is something that I'm gonna grow with or that's something that I'm going to follow along like there's a natural progression to the story like this this makes sense I'm sad that you've left I'm going to miss you there but I'm really excited about where this is going and it's I think Randomonium has it's not even started yet really but once we get into this I really think that we're going to discover our kind of our voice and the audience is going to discover what it's all about and really like it because it's about two guys who are in their mid-30s we're clearly not kids anymore but we are playing with toys from yeah. FAO Schwartz and we're unboxing cool new products and like it's it's got this I think I'm really excited about how it's going to reach a lot of um, people and it kind of it speaks to um, well to borrow FAO's um, slogan it's like the wonder of what it means to be like you, you can get older but you don't have to grow up you know yeah. you don't have to grow out of enjoying toys and fun products like you can still and it's not immature it's just fun you know yeah. there's so much that we associate with like having a career with like this stuffy laborious like oh I gotta go to work I right. mean that's just and the, the amazing thing about this is that's we don't have to think that way. Mm -hmm. let's, let's do what we love to do, what we're passionate about, that makes other people happy, that makes us happy. And that's and that's not to say that there's not stressful things about it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit as to why we should not be doing this podcast right now on the day that we're recording it based on some deadlines that we need to hit. <laughs> so yeah, so we, we if you have been following along, you know one of our sponsors is FAO Schwartz, the, the legendary toy company. Um, and we posted a video of us unboxing in a, a, a huge amount of toys from them. And just talking about how like cool it was that we we're like grown men and we're just like all excited about getting all these toys. And I think one of our patrons actually said like, oh, I wish I could be an adult like playing with toys for a living. We're like, yeah, I bet you do. But what that means is there's actually like a really cool challenge that we've been, you know, given because regardless of why or what's going on, FAO Schwartz needs a lot of their commercials that we were intending on making over the course of the next year. They need them in about two weeks. And when I say they need these commercials, I mean they need over 40 commercials in two weeks. And that's an amazing challenge, and we're looking forward to it. However, everybody is really feeling the weight of all this right now because we're all having to carry it. And uh, Danny has been doing a lot of the editing over the past couple days and is, is a little bit short on sleep. And um, I'm, not a, I'm not a desk job guy. Like That's not <laughs> my thing. Like yeah, and just the, the the ticking clock. We have less than one week now to finish. Like 30-something videos. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going on right now in the present. I'm, oh. I, You know, and I got I to gotta say, as stressful as it is, and like whenever we started this, and I looked at John, I was like, 
you know, I don't know how we're going to do this other than it's going to happen. Like, there's no choice. We've got to do this. And like, they need it. We like them. We want to, we want to keep helping them. We think it's feasible. We don't know. How, we didn't know how when we agreed to it, but we're just like, yeah, we can, we can get it done. We believed in ourselves. It's, it's happening. Isn't it amazing though? I mean, let's just think about this for a second. Isn't it amazing that even with this challenge that is before us and that we're trying to tackle, that it is FAO Schwartz. Yeah. It's not like yeah. Kevin's knickknacks and keychains, <laughs> right. right? This is FAO Schwartz, like a legendary toy company that's been around since the 1800s that has an amazing like heritage and just an awesome culture. So if we're going to have to like pump out a lot of commercials, content, yeah. FAO Schwartz is an amazing For sure. opportunity. Yeah, yep. and it really does feel cool when you watch them. Like, I mean, putting them together, like it is coming together. Like I turned in six videos yesterday Yeah, to them. And yeah. that's... And I look when you looked at him, I was like, I showed him my wife last night, and she's like, "This is really cool." Yeah, they're really fun, and so we're we're giving them all to FAO Schwartz, um, you know, all kind of in one big chunk. But they're going to be rolling out on Randomonium over the next year, so you guys will see these videos, right? Um, and hopefully, they'll click with you too. They're pretty cool videos. Yeah, they're pretty fun, and it's just, I mean, I really got to say, like, I, I love their products. I love what they're doing. I love their aesthetic. I love their whole feel and it does feel really cool to be part of this journey of like bringing this brand back when every when i show these videos to people people are like my kids look at the store like i want to be there yeah and the the cool thing is is that even though we're putting a ton of time into fao schwartz we actually went to new york city went to the store in rockefeller center or rockefeller plaza and actually shot a lot of that stuff and now we're working on the the things back at our studio that's not all we're going to be doing. That's just what we're doing right now. And we're still very excited about just the Randomonium content that we're about to just be launching on the channel. Yeah, mm -hmm. so the, we're gonna. there will be an episode all about this experience right? and what it's like to be a new company uh, making 40 commercials in two weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In yeah. the middle of your launch, in the middle of a pandemic, there's so much going on and it's... It's exciting. Like you look at this thing and you're just like, it's happening. It's working. We're doing it. So there's a lot to be excited about in the midst of all of the stress and anxiety. But we know that once we get over this hump, it's going to be awesome. We, I mean, in the in the background, we're like really, really excited um, for the launch of Randomonium and for the future of Randomonium. Um, we just have a really, really um, interesting start. Speaking of the future, mm -hmm. you guys want to go there? I don't know if we want to go there. You guys want to go there? Are we going to die? Everything will happen in the future. Oh, gosh. We need to change this podcast to the future's depressing <laughs> podcast. It's also really happy. I just thought that would be an ominous little tease. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to the future. Are you ready for this? I, we gotta be. It's coming. I don't think so. I don't think any of us are ready for the actual future. That's for sure. Because I'm going to tell you about a topic that just com completely blew my mind. And I'll give you a little tease that everything you, every possible scenario of anything that you can possibly do, including every way you might die, every uh, possible detail about the description of your birth, um, everything that you've ever done has already been written down. Oh. Where? Who's writing I, this I, down? I, I see where you're going with this. Danny knows about it. I know this. where you're going with this. This is unbelievable. Okay, take me on this trip. But okay. also, you, 
So you're saying that a way in which I die where I'm trampled by emus yep. when I've been recruited to Australia <laughs> to help with a future emu overpopulation problem to fight the second great emu war. Is the first, but go on. That? No, I'm fighting the second one. Oh, now. you're fighting the I, second one. I'm saying one. like where I die in an extremely grotesque way being trampled by emus. That okay. has been written down. There is a scenario that has already been written down in a book and it's in a library that describes how you joined the Australian military to fight the emus and you were killed by the emus. Is that this, exists. Are we in an episode of Doctor Who right now? Pretty much, yes. This is going to blow your mind. Okay, take me there because right now it's just melting. Okay, so I'm watching this Vsauce video, right? You guys know Vsauce? Yeah. Great legendary YouTuber, super um, engaging videos that are just like engrossing. He could make videos that are 30 minutes long and I watch every single minute of them. Um, at the end of one of his videos called Messages for the Future, he's talking about how do we communicate with other aliens or um, how, do we cr- how do we talk to or communicate in any way with any other beings that might exist in the universe um, outside of Earth. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the whole video is about. But then at the end, he says, well, instead of just sending like, you know, uh, a, a song or um, words or pictures or whatever, which we've done, we've sent out um, space probes like the Voyager in the 70s. We've sent them out into the universe with like, they have some stuff on them. Yeah. Like, this is what happens on Earth. We're a mostly water planet and we have right. they, math. They and, like cut records with like songs on, I think with information, exactly. like explaining what, and they did like different people speaking different languages and yeah. all that. They wanted to try to give, if if there's one thing that could represent Earth and we're just going to launch it out there into the universe, what should it have on it? But the attempts are just, you know, like how do we possibly say everything? Well, at the end of this video from Vsauce, he says, well, why don't we just send everything? And then he starts talking about the most mind-blowing thing I've ever heard, called the Library of Babel. It is unbelievable. Okay, tell me about it. Instead of me telling you about it, I want you to listen to Michael from Vsauce. Okay. Should we send more? Well, why not send everything? We could if we sent the Library of Babel. It's a website built by Jonathan Basile that currently offers everything that has been or could be written. Seriously, divided into pages, it is built to produce and locate on demand any 3200 character combination of English letters and the comma, space, and period. Basile has organized it all into hexagon-shaped rooms, each with four walls of books containing five shelves with 32 volumes of 410 pages each. Everything's arranged in a pseudo-random fashion, so browsing the online library feels like a treasure hunt. Here's how it works. Each page is given a unique sequential page number in base 10. The text on each page is encased inside this number. An algorithm Basile created uses the page number as a seed to generate a unique big number. That output is then converted into base 29 so that it can be represented using every letter in the English alphabet as well as the comma, the space, and the period. This is what you see on the page. Basile has made sure that the algorithm will produce every possible combination and the same page number will create the same output every time. Which means that what is on each page is already predetermined. So, in a way, every page already exists. 
it only needs to be looked up. And here is the really mind-blowing thing. The contents of a page can be converted to base 10, sent through the inverted algorithm, and turned into the exact page number they're found on. It's a truly eerie experience because you can find the permanent location for any 3200 character text. You can find in this library the description of your birth, every possible description of your death, every poem, every joke, every lie, anything that could be said can be found on this site. This thing blurs the line between invention and discovery. Did you really discover or invent that thing if its description already existed? 10 to the 5,000 different pages are offered by the Library of Babel. In comparison, there are only 10 to the 80 atoms in the observable universe. I searched for what I've just said, and sure enough, in this hexagon, on this wall, this shelf, in this volume, on this page, it's there. Hello. <laughs> but deep down, we feel like there's a difference between this program permuting something unknowingly and a person actually meaning it, intending it, saying it because they wanted to with agency. We use a finite number of symbols to say things. For that reason, a library of every finite combination of those symbols can be made. But just because it can be made doesn't mean it has been said. That is the power we have. So, just to give you an idea of how true that is, before John started this video, and we all watched it, I wrote in, <clears throat> and I searched the Library of Babel. Danny Gula was trampled to death by emus after being recruited for the Second Great Emu War in the middle of the 21st century. Uh, what number, what page number is that on? That's on, uh, the book is, uh, the title of the book is I-A-R-X-J-R-F-C-G-I-K-T on page 22, or on page 92. There is an exact match, but that's not the only book. There are more exact matches. There are more books where that phrase is written down. How do we know that this isn't just like generating something when you say it to be like, oh, it was already there? So that's, that's he, what it is doing. They, they address that question in the about section of this website. I'm reading now from this from the website. Since I imagine the question will present itself in some visitors' minds, a certain amount of distrust of the virtual is inevitable. I'll head off any doubts. Any text you find in any location of the library will be in the same place in perpetuity. We do not simply generate and store books as they are requested. In fact, the storage demands would make that impossible. Every possible permutation of letters is accessible at this very moment in one of the library's books, only awaiting its discovery. Yeah, it's just because that, like, if you think about that number when he said it's, it's mo there are more pages than there are atoms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, if you think about how big that is, sure. it's, it's the monkeys scenario. If you give enough monkeys enough time, they'll write a masterpiece. Sure. Um, because, like, it is, it is just taking the finite amount of characters we have and rearranging them enough times. Like, when you browse through it, it's primarily just gibberish, just character after character after character. Mm -hmm. But as you're going through it, what you'll start, what you'll find sometimes, you'll be like, oh, there's three sentences that make, or there's three words that make sense together. There's a word. There's 
a paragraph. Like it just randomly appears within these things because it is just randomly generating them. There's an algorithm that randomly generates all this stuff to have come up with every possible combination there ever could be. Let's look up how you die, Jeff. Okay. Oh, no. This is going to be interesting. So what do you do? Do you just put in a question or what? No, you just put in a, you put in any phrase. Like you could type in anything you want. It'll search it and it'll tell you here's the exact matches. Here's close matches with extra words in it. So you're going to, what are you going to search? So I'm going to hit search and we can enter up to 3,200 characters. So let's say Jeff McCullough. Husband. Comma. Husband. Comma. comma father. Father. Comma. Grandfather. Oh. Oh man, at least I'm gonna live to life expectancy, uh-huh. or at least close to it. Comma, um, awesome dude. No, I was gonna say uh, felon. Felon. <laughs> we won't say how. <laughs> dot dot dot. Died today. Um, how do you want to go? Uh, how about where I want to go? Where do you want to go? In Wyoming. In Wyoming. Interesting. Why? Wyoming. Oh. You want me to keep going? After the Sixth World War? Yeah. Man, we, we got a really lot of work cr- to do. We crammed those world wars in. <laughs> hey, we made up for a lot. Of, like, the emus, man. There was a uh, there was a gap. Like we we the first and second were so close, and then there was a big gap, and we really had to play catch up later. Mm-hmm. All right, let's find out where that's at. Jeez. <laughs> so this is basically telling you where in this catalog that information is held. Yep. yep. You- it's it's in a title with a bunch of gibberish characters, which I won't read to you, but it's on page 339 in this exact location, and it says a bunch of random characters, and then in the middle of the page it says Jeff McCullough, husband, father, grandfather, felon, we won't say how, died in a Wy- died in Wyoming after the Sixth World War. That has already been written down. I feel uncomfortable. It does. It's. It, the really interesting thing is, is is this gives me like how I've always this gives a perspective into kind of how I've have seen God, like he doesn't uh, like people are like well if if he knows everything that's gonna happen has it our like how do you have any control like we could just make up any future we want or anything we've done and just because it's in here doesn't mean we didn't have control over our choices it just it was known here um, and that's kind of like I kind of think of it that way like God knows but. Well, the thing that boggles my mind is just to what you were talking about when you're setting up, there's an infinite amount of possibilities here. And yet in some sense, because of the way this algorithm has been built, it every possibility is somewhere. Right. Yeah. Which, again... It's, you know what's crazy? This, this makes me really, really appreciate the human brain. Because just yeah. me saying these thoughts right now is my brain weeding through the randomness and pulling together yeah. things that make sense. Yeah. And... Like, so if you imagine this library existing of all this infinite random characters just out there that could be happening, well, your human brain is finding very, very quickly how to navigate through all that randomness and form a cohesive thought. It gets slower the older you get. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's it. It's it literally is mind blowing. Like, so, <laughs> I really love what Michael says at the toward the end of that, which is like this blurs the line between invention and discovery, right? Because basically take the Beatles or any great song lyric or something like it's already been written down. So really they didn't invent it. They just found it in mm. the library. They found it in their head. The reality of the matter is if you think about it, I mean, every moment has an infinite amount of possibilities, right? Yep. 
Uh, and think of the 8 billion people that are on planet Earth right now, which in another educational video my kids were watching, talking about how it would take like 200 years to count the number of people that are on Earth today, and it's going up all the time. Mm. The number of variables that are involved in just one person's moment, yeah. 8 billion times, right? and then how that exponentially expands, even though it's almost infinite, in the successive moments, yeah. and how this is in some way aggregating or like grabbing that information or possibilities is beyond what the brain can comprehend. Yep. And if you think about the, the everybody's, I mean, not everybody, but most people are familiar with the concept of the butterfly effect. Like one little change can massively right. uh, change the course of direction for the entire human race. This kind of shows that because literally everything is possible. This shows like no matter what you ever thought, what you ever did, if you did something else differently, take a moment in your life where you made one decision, you could type out what you think the other decision would have led to, and it's written down. Mm. Like, But th technically th it's written down, but it's written down with the infinite amount of possibilities of what could have happened well, if you made a different it's decision. It's the concept of the multiverse in software form. Right, right. So like theoretically, you could browse through this library and find out you know, uh, what happens tomorrow? Or you could read the most world-changing essay ever written um, or like a perfect constitution. Um, all that kind of like hypothetical stuff does exist. That's yeah. what's really cool to me is like the things that you can only imagine, well, they're actually written down somewhere in this library. Just, it would be impossible to yeah. find it. What's the URL? The libraryofbabble.info. So here's the other thing that I've always thought that's really interesting too is there's two things that really always astound me by this. Somewhere hidden in the Library of Babel is this speech that someone could give that would inspire people to live as close to world peace as we want to. Like that, that, or that, that speech, that most important speech of humankind is written down in here somewhere. But also, the thing that's really astounding to me is because, like, this shows, like, as you are working through these random characters and you're building up these things like this is all everything is possible to go together even whenever it says like with random characters our language is just a series of decisions we've made that have said these characters go together in this way so even within those random characters could be the sentence that if we chose to construct our language differently thousands of years ago or whatever you know as the, if the course went a different way like there's another thing in there there's there like there's it's just infinite possibilities like it just shows how life could go any way at any point, um, it, it, it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. I just searched, guys, and global pandemic. Yeah. 2020 is in there, so we should have seen this coming. Should have seen this coming. We should have seen this coming. Oh, well, that shows. Like, no. Does it talk about the 5G? So there's what's actually really cool about this, too, is there are some forums, um, I think, on the website itself, or maybe uh, maybe they're you know on a different website, but... There actually are forums where people have gone through this and just just been browsing and they just look for interesting things and mm -hmm. people have found some interesting things, which is, that's really cool. Like it's it's one thing, it's kind of a, a trick, a party trick to type in something and be like, oh, it exists right. already, right? Because like obviously the, the point is anything has has a location in this library. Right. But browsing and finding something, even if it's just a word, is actually pretty hard to do. Sure. And, you know, people have actually found some things that are like, ooh, that's weird. <laughs> that's where he says it's like a treasure hunt because it would be if all of a sudden you just find one sentence. It's like, Jeff McCullough was thirsty. 
So it's, but the thing is, it's only in English. It's only in in English, the English alphabet. The English alphabet. Now there could be things in other languages in there, but sure. just not in not not if they don't not if they use characters outside of the English alphabet. It's very strange. Alphabet. See, part of me wants to like transliterate a different language into English or alphanumeric, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and and see if it's in there. I mean, it, it's again, it's infinite, which is just it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. It really wow. does show what infinite looks like, too. So if an alien like taps into the internet and runs across a site, they're going to be really confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they're going to be finding, wait, wait, it says that I found this website, whatever that is. <laughs> Think about it. The cure for cancer is written down in there. Specific instructions of how to make it and how to distribute it and how to, you know, it's Ooh. just, it's incredible. Like, it's all there. It's just... It doesn't make it any easier to find it than it does without right. this library. Yeah, it's right. just kind of a, for me, it shows the power of the human brain and, and human creation. And it shows like the vastness of infinity. And and it shows the sacredness of each moment. Yeah. yeah. Like every moment is an opportunity. And I know that that's like, you'd see that on like a <laughs> inspirational poster in an office yeah, building. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere. that at Hobby Yeah, like with the black border and like a bear catching a salmon. Right. But it's really true. Like I think I saw that as like a, a, a Hobby Lobby sign. Um, yeah. And, oh yeah, like painted with the faith, family, and, love, uh, love. and every oppor- every moment is an opportunity. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's kind of true. Like if you think about it, it's it's we're going to make a decision out of the infinite opportunity, out, out of the infinite uh, choices. Yep. And do this. Yeah. It's powerful. And yep. it's a it's a beautiful metaphor for the human experience of life mm-hmm. too. Just like thinking about like. Yeah, we don't like we don't know how to explore this to find it. The only way for us is to try to sort through the things that we already know and connect them to get us to that point. And like, without it, it's just this. If you think about like Yeah, it would be really hard to just manually browse through this library and find anything of value. And even if we had a supercomputer that could browse through this really, really quickly, it still wouldn't necessarily mean anything because the importance of words and the importance of putting letters together, it has to matter to a person. You have to have a human, yeah. uh, you know, cognition to understand the value of these strings of words. To a computer, it's just it's just words. Yeah. So, so question about whenever you searched about my uh, my death in Wyoming, did the did the Library of Babel put we won't say how or did we say that? I, we, I wrote that. You wrote that. I was but gonna I, say, did it did it like it's both consciously put something in there that actually <laughs> no. is so like made sense? No, I was just writing a uh, silly headline that okay, would, okay. it would be funny if the headline actually read Jeff McCullough, husband, father, grandfather, felon. We won't say how. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I want to know how. <laughs> ask the Library of Babel how. I mean, you can, that's the thing is, is it doesn't communicate. You can't ask it how. You have to discover it. Okay. So that means I have to make choices on how I'm going to become a felon? I yep. mean, you have to think about all the possibilities, then you could look them up in there and maybe avoid them. When you say it that way, it sounds like it's predetermined. I just have to, the only thing I have a choice in is how I can become a felon. No, you have a choice. It's like, infi- like the infinite possibilities of the universe is kind of predetermined. It's which path you take through mm-hmm. it is not. Now that that is straight up Doctor Who right there. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the mind experiment of this website. It forces you to reckon with... Am I making my own choices or are they predetermined or is it both or is it a gray area that we can't really explain? I think it's just a gray area you can't explain. Like this shows like given infinite possibilities, everything could happen. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to or it did. Yep. Weird future, man. All right. I'm going to go in the corner and just kind of like 
do simple math or something to bring myself back. <laughs> I need to recenter myself now. I'm just going to go do trigonometry right now. <laughs> my sorry, my past two future topics have been kind of like mind trips, haven't they? they have, is, yeah. So I wonder if we could search uh, how this podcast wraps up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do know that it says that Timely is a great podcast yeah. with like lots of downloads, lots of great reviews. That's the one thing it does say. Uh-huh. I've already found that page. Um, <clears throat> it's somewhere on uh, it's deep in the library. In but there, it, yeah. yeah, it definitely says that um, all of you listeners who love this podcast because it's got random fun topics that are both silly and deep. Um, all those kind of reviews are in there. So it you, also, might, you guys might as well just go ahead and leave those reviews on iTunes because they already exist. It so. also says that we really appreciate everybody that's listening and that we're happy that you're with us on this journey yeah. and we hope that you enjoyed this and if you keep listening you're going to keep enjoying more episodes it says that too it says that too yeah. well danny just found the book location and the page number it's 400 or sorry it's 351 by the way where it says uh timely is a great podcast with lots of great reviews there you so go. i mean it's already determined it's already determined you guys might as well go ahead and just leave those <laughs> reviews Fulfill your destiny. It also said John's going to buy Danny lunch. That was weird. Oh, yeah. I guess it does say that. I mean, is there there a page where he buys me lunch too? (laughs) No, I don't think that exists. (laughs) That's the one thing that doesn't exist? (laughs) That's out of infinite possibilities. That's never happening. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for leaving us a review in all seriousness. And uh, man, we are just really excited about the YouTube channel launch and everything happening. So stick with us. This is just the beginning. That's right. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.